Hey guys, welcome back to Sunday Glow. I'm Allison. And I'm Christine. Well, it's a really special day, Christine. You want to tell us why it's a special day? Yes, happy Valentine's Day. We're so excited because I feel like for the first time in a long time, I am totally okay being single this Valentine's Day. Oh, for sure. Me too. I think every year I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm alone on Valentine's Day, like all of that kind of stuff. But I feel like this year... Maybe it's because we had so much reflection time in 2020, totally. but like I feel like this year I'm just like, I'm happy that I'm single. Like I'm doing my own thing and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. So with that said, we're so excited to dive into this week's episode. This episode, we're going to be talking about our journeys with self-love and what we've learned. So with that, let's set the tone for the week and share our Sunday intentions. All right, Christine, what's your intention for the week? So my intention for the week is to practice self-care and I think this is really important because I like last week my intention was to get ahead and I think I did get ahead enough so I really want to practice self-care especially in the spirit of like this episode and everything with the journeys of self-love. I think one of the biggest things for me is practicing self-care and giving my time, giving myself time to do my own thing. So that's my Sunday intention. I love that. What's yours? So my Sunday intention for the week is to try something new every day. And I'm just kind of in a space where I'm like, I really want to try new things. I want to get out of my comfort zone in like the littlest of ways. So it can be something as simple as trying out a new workout instructor, um, trying a new route around my neighborhood on like my walks. Um, and yeah, just getting out of my comfort zone in those little ways. I feel like I'm someone that's so into routine that sometimes it can feel mundane and I want to push myself and challenge myself and use every day to kind of step outside of my comfort zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And I definitely need to try that too sometimes yeah. because I definitely stick to my routines. Right. And so, yeah, I definitely want to try that, too. Love that. So now let's hop into our current faves. All right, Allison, what's your first favorite of the week? Okay, so my first fave are a pair of earrings. They're from a small business called Five and Two. And they're these little earrings that, I don't know, they're... They're like a hoop, but they have a little charm that like dangles. And just I love a good pair of dainty earrings, but also kind of adds a little something to the outfit. Um, Really cute. We'll have them linked on the website. And they're actually really affordable, too. They're gold filled. So they're also great if you have like sensitive ears. And yeah, I've been loving those. I love that. What's your first fave? So my first favorite is the Morphe 2 Cream Blush. And I have never tried any of the like cream blushes from morphe or really any cream brushes cream blushes in general um but i was in ulta one day and i just like saw it and i usually buy their setting spray because i absolutely love their setting spray i think it was one of my favorites yes um (laughs) but i yeah i really love the cream blush i just bought it because i wanted something that's more natural looking Mm -hmm. than like the powder blush that i currently use Mm -hmm. But I absolutely love this. It's super affordable. It's really good quality in my opinion. And I think the color is like perfectly pigmented enough, but not too pigmented or too little pigmented. So I think it's the perfect little affordable blush. And yeah, it's super good. I love that. Is it like a coral tone or is it more of like a natural rosy tone? 
I think it's like more of a rosy tone, but there's definitely a bunch of different options. I just picked the rosy tone just because for my skin tone, I feel like right. that's what looks best. But it definitely gives me like I sometimes put it on my nose a little bit oh, and I it gives that. me like this like sun kissed glow yes. in the middle of winter, which I really <laughs> like. So yeah, absolute fave. Love that. What's your second fave? So as I mentioned in previous episodes, I've been getting into Pilates and like, honestly, I have noticed a significant difference in my posture. I'm not as sore after the workout, which is something that I really like. Like, I feel like I can actually move my legs. Yeah. Um, And something else that I feel really good during the workout. So... I have been trying this subscription service called Obey Fitness, and I really love this one Pilates instructor. Her name is Catherine Mena, and I literally swear by her Pilates classes. <laughs> like, I only do her classes. If, like, if you look at my class history, it's just, like, five Catherine Mena classes a week. <laughs> um, but for me, I'm just very specific about my instructor, the way they talk, the music they play, the the rhythm that they kind of take the class. So I'm really fortunate that I found someone that I really like and a workout yeah. that I thoroughly enjoy. So I've really been liking that. I'm trying to put less pressure on myself to do a workout that I'm just like simply not enjoying mm-hmm. um, and just putting more value on finding something that I enjoy during and after. That's awesome. Yeah. It's such a great feeling when you find a workout that you love right? and enjoy and hopefully not make you sore because that's yeah. like the best part when you can like finish a workout and then want to do it the next day and not have to feel like you can't because you're like sore exactly so that's that's awesome yeah so what's your second fave so my second fave kind of similar to allison where it's not really like tangible it's the transformation church podcast and i think they also have youtube videos um online so this podcast, I listened to it on podcast. Allison actually showed me this. They have like different series, I believe, mm-hmm. like different topics for different things. The ones that I really resonated the most with was the singleness episodes. And I listened to these like at the beginning of the year and I absolutely love them. I think they really opened my eyes to a lot of things we're actually going to talk about today. And that kind of goes into like my background of like journeys with self, my journey with self-love. And so I'll go into that more later. But if you are interested um, in anything that's like spiritual faith related, I really recommend the Transformation Church because it's not only like like it's of course like they give you a lot of advice with like faith and tips with that but it's also kind of funny I think and they are very motivational yeah so yeah absolutely love that one I love that so be sure to check out more of our faves on our website sundayglowpod.com and with that let's dive into this week's episode all right so in the spirit of valentine's day like we said before we want to talk about self-love our journeys with it and what we've learned And we really believe that love comes in all forms. And what we'll be talking about today is the most important relationship we've had in our lives. And it's the one that we have with ourselves. And so we both have very different experiences and are in different parts of our journeys. But we hope that this can help anyone, um, regardless of if you're in a relationship or you're single this Valentine's Day. Just remember the most important thing in your life is to love yourself. And that's really the foundation and can be the starter for really anything in life. So I can just kick it off with my story a little bit and about my background on the journey with self-love. So I wish I could say that I've always wholeheartedly loved myself, Mm -hmm. not in spite of my flaws, but because of them. Um, And I'm not just here to like sit here and blame myself. I feel like we live in a society and our generation specifically 
bonds about like picking ourselves apart and this mm-hmm. like self-deprecation of like oh my god um just like always nitpicking at your flaws yeah. so although during certain times I can see where doing that can create some sense of relatability with your friends but I feel like the more we're constantly saying that negative talk the more we're believing it even mm-hmm. though in the moment you think it's like no big deal the constant affirmation of saying that can make you start to believe those negative things about yourself. So I think that after years of a lot of inner work, getting uncomfortable and facing obstacles, I'm now in a place where self-love is something that I really try to practice every day. It's really easy to say, you know, love yourself, but to really do it if it doesn't come naturally to you is a matter of self-discipline for me and I'm realizing that my story with self-love doesn't end here it's a lifelong journey and it's taken me 21 years to really understand why it's important to love myself and why my relationship with myself is the most important relationship in my life so I'm so excited to share a piece of my story with you guys and the things that I've learned along the way I love that and I think it's so important that you've realized where you're at now I think that's a really cool thing about this podcast is we can sit here and reflect and figure out what happened in our life before and now um so yeah I can go into my background before we go into like what we've learned and so I would say I've grown a lot in college and in the realm of self-love especially in the past year with 2020 I've had so much time to reflect and be by myself and so for me I took a little bit more time to get into my faith over the past month like I was talking about before and this is what really changed the game for me I've always had it as a part of my life I went to a Catholic high school it just it was part of my life forever but I seeked it out more recently and have seen a shift because of it. And so those Transformation Church singleness episodes really changed the game for me because it's changed the way I looked at relationships. And I feel like now I have this focus to be happy with myself and being single. And I'm open to talking to people. And of course, like having those potential relationships. But I've also realized what I deserve and will not waste my time with people unless I see a potential future with it. Um, I hold everything to a higher standard. And I feel like I will not compromise myself for the security or the comfort of talking to someone or just being in a relationship in general. And so I think once you're truly okay with being alone and being happy with the life that you provide for yourself, it really speaks volumes to how you can deal with all the change happening around you and all of the things that are going on um, around in the world. And so there are still, like you were saying before, like so many societal pressures and norms that still affect me. And I think I do have a lot of room for growth, but I would say that I have come a long way and I am really, really happy with where I'm at. So I'm kind of just taking everything day by day, living in the present. So yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at now. I love everything you've said. And I think experiencing firsthand, like how your faith has really transformed your relationship, not only with others, but with yourself. Mm -hmm. So can you just speak a little bit about how your faith has done that? Yeah, I think my faith it just made me realize that I don't need to be like I can work towards like going on dating apps or going right. and doing these certain things but at the same time like at the end of the day like it's not in my hands like it's gonna be Snaps. what happens with time and like I think even if you don't believe in a higher power I think there's still like the uncertainty of the future and you can't really predict who you're going to meet or what you're going to do in life or what's going to come like we didn't know the pandemic was coming and so 
I just think like I put my trust in God, but you don't have to put your trust obviously in a higher power like I do. It's just that I, when I did that, I foregoed the fear and the uncertainty and I just focus on my present, being my best self in this moment, taking advantage of every opportunity that I can and know that something will be coming for me in the long run. I love that so much. And I think my friend and I were just talking about this. Like this is just us speaking from our experiences. So we're not trying to like push anything down anyone's throat, but we can just say that I relate to Christine and that when I put my trust and faith into something bigger than myself, there's a lot of peace there. Because I know that... At the end of the day, my future, I believe, is already planned out for me. I believe that God already has a plan for me. He's already picked who's in my life, um, the relationships that are in my life. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of comfort knowing that you can live in the present and your future is not something that you have to worry about. Because I feel right. like that's when the anxiety kicks in. It's when you think you have to control um, every aspect of your future. Or when you think that it's up to you to determine every little aspect of your life like yeah there's a a sense of control and that we have like we can choose what we do every day but there's a lot of comfort and peace knowing that at the end of the day our future is something that is out of our hands yeah and I think I agree with that completely but I also think that there's like excitement and like planning the future yeah totally and doing all of that I just don't know if there's you can't just like guarantee you know what I mean like you can't say okay I'm going to meet right. my love of my life <laughs> on like August 1st 2020 right. like it's just not like you can't just do that like it's you have to just like kind of let things play out let go so, and let God baby let go and let God yeah totally so now that we've kind of given a little bit of background we wanted to share the things that we've learned on our journey to self-love so the first thing I'm going to be talking about is showing up as my most authentic self is the best and hardest thing that I can do for myself. So I was reflecting on why this is so difficult for me. Like as a child, being authentically you is not really something that you really have to think about. Or at least when you're little, you're like, oh, I'm just being me. Um, But as I've gotten older, I feel like being me can be really hard. So I came to the realization that Again, since I was little, we're taught to be good, to sit right, talk some way, just kind of do what other kids are doing. And I get it. Like, that's how kids have to be taught. Kids have to be taught what's right from what's wrong, what we should do versus what we shouldn't do. But I think that over so many years of doing this, I've been conditioned to put restrictions on myself depending on who I'm with Mm -hmm. in fear of rejection or being alone or the fear of nobody liking me. So... I've always said this, like since I was a kid, I felt like I was really adaptable. Like I can kind of adapt to the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And the good thing about that is that, yeah, you could adjust yourself to the room to make others feel comfortable. But the bad thing is that you may abandon yourself when you do that because you're kind of stepping out of who you really are. So I felt like for a long time, in order for people to like me, I had to be who they wanted me to be or who I thought they needed me to be. But I'm realizing that constantly adjusting ourselves to others' expectations of us can lead to becoming a combination of everyone surrounding us. You kind of lose sight of who you are. Um, So I have to ask myself, right? Like, what is my identity? Who am I? And I can't say that I'm perfect at this now, but I think that I'm getting a lot better. I think it's the awareness of like, 
I catch myself saying things that I don't genuinely mean or I'm a certain way because I think that that's how someone else wants me to be. But then I think now that I'm aware that I do that, I actively check myself like, wait, hold on. Don't do that. Right there in that moment where you said something you didn't mean, you just kind of left yourself right there. Mm -hmm. So I think just like actively checking in on myself um, throughout the day, throughout interactions and making sure that it's hard. Like in every interaction, you're authentically you and you're not trying to be someone that you're not. Um, That's really challenging. But I think that that level of awareness, of course, comes with time and with maturing. Um, But that's something that I'm continuing to work on and just to make sure that in every situation, my intention is just to be me. Yeah. What are some things that you have done like in situations when you thought you weren't being authentically yourself? I feel like I have many different groups of friends and mm-hmm. in the beginning of college I would kind of be a different aspect of myself to these like different I do friends. The same thing. Right? And like yeah. the good thing about that of course is like oh you're adaptable so you kind of get along <laughs> with different people. Yeah. But I think you know being 21 now I want to make sure that whoever I'm surrounded besides like work um and like situations that you can't fully control who you're around. But when I do have the power to control who I'm around, I want to make sure that people around me, they like me. They don't like some version of me that they think that um, will suit them best. So I think ways I'm doing that is like trying to be me, trying to say everything I want to say in the way I want to say it um, to whoever I'm talking to. So it's like, I've noticed sometimes I do filter around certain people because I feel like, ooh, that would maybe kind of make them a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's never my intention. So I think just honoring my feelings and also knowing that what you say might not hurt their feelings. You might think that it will. Mm -hmm. um, But at the end of the day, it's just my opinion. Right, right. So that's, yeah, that's something. That's awesome. So what's the first thing you've learned? Yeah, so the first thing that I have learned is to stop worrying about what other people think about you. And one thing that I've noticed is just everything, everyone is focused on themselves. And this is something that's so much easier said than done. But once you believe it, it really changes the game. Like I was definitely that person freshman year who always thought about what people were thinking about me Mm -hmm. and how I looked and all of these different things and how I really presented myself. But I think, especially in college, at the end of the day, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They're just on their (laughs) own journey themselves. They're focused on themselves. And it's hard to realize. And it definitely gets easier, I think, with time and with growth in life. But in high school and in, in the beginning of college, I definitely was that person who cared what other people thought. Like I couldn't, I didn't want to like wear makeup or not wear makeup when I went out, like, mm-hmm. which was just like, I'm going to class. I don't have to like put oh, on a face of makeup or stuff like that. Like just like little things like that. Like, I felt like I always had to be at a hundred percent when I, I don't like a hundred percent of the time. And so of course, I still care about what my family and my friends think about me and I respect their opinions, but it's the people who I don't know that I let or I used to let take over and control the little actions in my life that just wasn't necessary. And I think it helps so much when you're growing up because then you can like stand up for yourself more and get what you deserve in a sense. Like you don't have to just accept whatever's put in front of you. Yes. You can have a decision. You know what you're worth. You know what 
you deserve. And so I think that's the most important thing. And when you stop worrying about what people think about you, it just changes how you, I think, value yourself in a sense. Do you remember if there was like an aha moment where you were like, wait, why do I care what people think? Yeah, I think it was like, I honestly will say like last year was a huge year for me, like in terms of like realizing all of these different things, because I feel like I came into the pandemic with like all like I remember going out with friends and stuff like that. And I just like always thought about what people were thinking about me. Mm -hmm. And it was like a very college thing to do, I guess. But now I'm just like, I'm going to go have fun and do me. I'm going to be respectful, obviously, in these situations. Like, I'm not going to, like, go crazy. But, like, I will do me, have fun, not worry with what other people think about me. Because at the end of the day, they're probably just thinking of themselves. Like, Facts. like everyone's just, like, on their own journey to be their, their best self. So, I, yeah, I definitely think, it, the, I don't think there was, like, an aha moment, like, in quarantine that I thought of. <laughs> but I think it's just, like, the span of all of this time alone and, like, right. realizing my worth and all of these different things are what kind of changed the game for me. So I love that. What's your second learning? So my second thing I think is really similar to Christine's. <laughs> it's that other people's view of me is their opinion, not fact. Right. So I think especially when you're young, it's really easy to think like other people's opinion is so important. I want everyone to like me, but I think I'm realizing like other people's opinion does not hold more weight than my own. Right. I can choose how to respond. You know, people can have their thoughts and I'm not saying that like they're not valid. Like you could feel whatever you want to feel. But at the end of the day, people can say whatever they want towards me, but I'm the one who has to sit with the thoughts of myself at night. Mm -hmm. Like you're the one sleeping alone by yourself with who you are. So I'm constantly reminding myself that what other people think of me is not my business. And I think doing that also gives me a lot more peace. Like one, I don't need to know what people think about me 24 seven. Like you said, like friends yeah. and family check me, make sure that I'm not, you know, getting ahead of myself, mm -hmm. but it's those people that really don't affect your life that much that we don't need to worry about. So I think I'm also reminding myself that I can do everything in my power to be a good person, to be a good sister, a good daughter, a good friend. But at the end of the day, I cannot get everyone to like me, even if I did everything right. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like something about you. So I think once you accept that, you will have so much more freedom being like, I love me. People, you can have whatever opinion you want about me, but at the end of the day, it does not hold greater weight than what I think of myself. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that completely. I think that when you accept that you are you and you are focusing on yourself and not worrying about other people's opinions, I agree. It really just changes how you kind of view life. Totally. It really shifts the mindset. Like we were talking about before, like it really does. So what's your second little learning? So my second learning is that I want to focus on myself and this is really where the growth kicked in in terms of self-love. kicked in. It really kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the most important way to start this is to be happy with where you're at, but also mm. be excited and eager for future growth. And I... I think this really did start with like the Transformation Church podcast. Girl, we got to really, credit these people. They really, they did great. And I don't think it was like, I definitely don't think it was the like content itself. Like, I don't think it was like the singleness that like, right. like 
made me want to grow in my self-love I think it was more so that was the one thing that was holding me back in a sense Mm. like I felt like in college all my friends had significant others and I was like that's the one thing that I'm missing like I really need this in my life but I don't like I at the end of the day I really don't and I think that's what was like the triggering thing that I needed to learn which I did through this like podcast and like all these different episodes and I definitely think I still have room to grow but I do know like what my worth is and like what I deserve which is like a huge game changer for me and I think changed like my mindset like I was saying before of how I value my friendships and my relationships and like potential new relationships and stuff like that so that was what really kick-started that and um, another thing for focusing on yourself I think figuring out what you want your growth to look like how you'll get there and then how you're going to move forward with that and of course like we want to live in the present we want to do all these different things but at the same time like we want to grow and like reach for our dreams and I think that's really fun and I think focusing on yourself and making sure that you are reaching all of your goals that you want to reach and like knowing that like they are actionable and they are realistic they can be attainable and you have like all of the power to do them in a sense no that's totally totally right and I feel like we touched upon this in another episode about like you cannot expect someone else to fill a void in yourself yeah so it's like you can list out all these amazing attributes you want to find in someone, but at the end of the day, you can be all those things. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, really love that. And that's another thing. So when I finally realized that about myself, I think the, the turning point for me was that, yes, I can provide everything for myself. And when you start doing them for yourself and start focusing on yourself and doing what you want to grow your future, like not depending on anyone else, I think that that comes like then they start coming to you you know what I mean yes it's not like that they start like come knocking on your door they're lining up but (laughs) I feel like it's just like you're when you're focused so much on yourself you're not worried about other people then you can like I feel like people just are attracted more facts like be the energy you want to attract exactly that's that's like a great quote honestly (laughs) but yeah love that What's your third one? So my third learning is that it's okay not to be okay. So for me, I think for a long time, I thought self-love is about loving yourself every single day of the week, every minute of every hour. And I'm like, that's not realistic. So for me, self-love is not about loving myself and everything that happens to me all the time, but it's about being painfully honest with who I am and allowing myself to sit in the discomfort and honoring where I'm at what I'm feeling because I feel like for a long time I wouldn't allow myself to be anything but happy or anything but positive I would Mm -hmm. be like if I was in a bad mood I would feel guilty about that and I wouldn't allow myself to sit in that so if I wanted to live a life where nothing went wrong where my mood was always happy and good all the time I feel like I'd be doing myself a disservice um the funny thing is like my friend and I we watched the movie Inside Out have you ever seen it yeah And I loved the message because my takeaway was that 
sadness is something you need to experience in life in order to experience joy. So being sad, being upset, being anxious, like those aspects do not define who I am, but are all part of how I am, right? Right. So these moods and these situations and these feelings, they're all different parts of me. And at the end of the day, we're all human and feeling lesser than a certain day does not mean you are lesser than. Mm -hmm. Like, I think especially this past week, actually, I've been going through some stuff and I think just allowing myself to go through those things, allowing myself to be sad at times, um, be a little anxious and just not forcing myself to move on, move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I think allowing that has allowed me to heal a lot quicker and like take every experience as another growing learning experience so you know sure I may be moody at times I may be anxious sometimes but that doesn't mean that I'm any less amazing because of it Mm -hmm. so I think allowing myself to feel the things to process things and sit in feelings that may not be positive at times has been a game changer no I think that's awesome and I love what you said about how you have to experience these things to experience like the true joy of what comes in life you know what I mean like you can't fully enjoy something I mean I'm sure you can enjoy something but you can't really fully enjoy it until you experience some kind of sadness before to kind of show you what you're so grateful for in a sense right and like this is not to say like you have to go out there and get sad but like if you are sad that's okay that's all part of life definitely so yeah, I think taking every emotion, every mood you're feeling just as another another wave, just like ride yeah, the well, wave of life, you know? Yeah, you could honestly think of it as you feeling all these emotions, like being grateful and knowing that these emotions are an opportunity for growth. Yes. So I absolutely love I that. I love that. All right, so what's your third learning? So my third learning is to control the media you consume and the people you surround yourself Snaps. with. <laughs> um, and so honestly, what you constantly put yourself in front of can really affect how you feel and so I suggest unfollowing people who make you question yourself I do this all the time if I I notice that that I'm even if they're like a like an acquaintance that you don't want to unfollow you can literally mute their notifications or like (laughs) mute their you know what I mean like mute oh no I literally have a feature yeah like on Instagram you can mute people so I, I do that just so I don't have to like look at their content like 24 seven. Right. And yeah, I think that's a great way to like slowly cut people out of your life without fully having to unfollow. Cause you yeah. know how people can be like, Oh my God, she unfollowed me. You know what I mean? It's very dramatic. It's so yes. dramatic nowadays. Like people take things so seriously, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, controlling the media you consume, really surrounding yourself with people who have good uplifting energy and that, helps you to want to work to be your best self I think that's so important and I think finding those friends can really change the mindset and how you approach life because like for example Allison is like a very good and uplifting energy in my life and I feel like she challenges me and I challenge her like we both are very mutual in terms of making sure that we are being our best selves and we will call each other out when we don't do that you know like we always make sure that we have we obviously have our best intention for each other there so we 
always are challenging each other to be our best selves. And so for me, I always look for people who will challenge me to be my best self, like I said. And sometimes it's in ways that they wouldn't even think they are doing. And so like, for example, my friend Leanne, I absolutely love her. I haven't seen her much this month because she's studying for the MCAT. But honestly, like the she's absolutely insane in terms of like her studying habits. She studies all the time. She takes like over 20 credits every single semester. She like volunteers. She does so much. And I think she doesn't even realize it, but she is extremely inspiring to me in terms of like wanting to be a hard worker and wanting to make sure that I'm doing the best I can in school, academically, all that kind of stuff. And I've never told her that, but like, it's just like the people I surround myself with, I want them to be like challenging to me and like want them to inspire me to do better because I think the people you surround yourself with, you basically are a byproduct of that. Totally. So growing up in life, that's one thing that I have realized so far. And I definitely want to make sure I keep that in mind when I'm going into the real world after college and stuff like that. So I know I'm surrounding myself with good people. I love that. And something that I thought of when you were talking about that is just this idea of like, one, you are who you surround yourself with. And something I'm learning in this like, relationship class I'm taking um yeah is relationship that, class I'm like so jealous I want to take this class yeah guys I'm taking this it's called the psychology of leadership class but basically this professor is amazing because he's studied relationships all of his life so he's just kind of sharing his wisdom and I'm going to share it with you guys <laughs> um but he talks a lot about how in life you really only need three or four people who are like super, super close to you because at the end of the day, you don't have the energy and the capacity to be 100% with like every single person in your life. Mm -hmm. So I think you touched on something really important is like being picky about who you surround yourself with, checking in, making sure that every time you hang out with them, like do you feel good afterwards or do they make you feel like bleh? You know what I mean? So I really love that. Really being picky about the people you surround yourself with, the media you're consuming. I love that. And I think it's so, it becomes so apparent, like, especially in the past year, I feel like I have, of course, have a lot of good friends and good acquaintances that I've met in college. But I think in the past year, I've realized who those core friends are. And that just knowing that really helps you realize like what you're gaining from each of those friendships and how you can see yourself like progressing those friendships in the future. I love that. So what's your fourth one? So my fourth learning is set your boundaries. So for a good majority of my life, I really didn't know what this meant. Like I would hear it. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, (laughs) how can I set boundaries with people that I love? Right. I thought, shouldn't people I love have full access to me at all times? And I was like, does setting a boundary mean that the relationship is toxic? But I saw on Instagram this um, account. His name is Sylvester McNutt. He basically said that boundaries set the standard of how you will and will not be treated. So set your boundaries and stick to them so others know how to treat you. So I think I'm realizing that loving myself means holding myself, like Christine said before, to a higher standard, you know, knowing how you deserve to be treated, um, knowing that you deserve to be treated with respect, love, and honesty. And for me, that means that I need to respect myself enough love myself enough and be honest with myself enough to know that I'm okay with certain things and I'm not okay with certain things um 
And I'm also realizing that at the end of the day, nobody will tell you to set your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like the people that you give yourself towards, for example, um, like my mom, love her, but she will never be like, Allison, maybe you shouldn't um, always help me with certain things. You know, like they're never going to tell that to you. So it's really up to you to check yourself, you know, pay attention to your energy, observe the way you feel about and around someone and set that boundary to protect your peace. Um, So I really think that boundaries with certain people, it can be something as simple as like, hey, friend, I don't think that it's the healthiest for us to always be talking about this particular topic. It's a little bit triggering for me in order for me to protect my peace and in order for us to like maintain this really great relationship. I think that it'd be better for me if we just didn't talk about that. And the people in your life who respect your boundaries at the end of the day respect you. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that boundaries mean the relationship is any less for me it means loving the person and the relationship enough to communicate what we need more and less of yeah I absolutely love that and I think a lot of that is like reflecting and making sure that you are looking back and not just accepting everything at face value and it may be something that like happens over time and you have to like look back and reflect but I think that's that's really important yeah so what is your fourth learning So my fourth one kind of like goes on like the reflecting thing and it's like journaling. And of course, like we've been doing a lot of that. Like that was our one of my goals for the 2021 year. And I think just letting your thoughts out can help so much with like your journey to self-love and it has for me. And I think this can be really so freeing. And we talked about it a little bit last week where there's so much you can do. Like we talked about voice memos or writing it out or typing it out. Like there's so many things you can do to like just let out all those emotions and know that at the end of the day, it's like, it's you like, and it's all that you really have. And I actually did this too. When I was a kid, I would like, when I had these moments where I was just so angry or like so frustrated with whatever was happening in my life, I would go into like my notes section of my phone and just type everything. (laughs) And then I delete it. So it's like gone from my life kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like it was very like therapeutic in a sense. And I feel like I've done this too with like journaling this, like especially when I was listening to all of those different podcasts and stuff like that, just writing these things down like my thoughts and my not like insecurities but like my fears and things that are happening to me and things that I can work on I think writing it down not only it doesn't make it it makes it concrete but it also lets it out of my mind and like doesn't take up space so that I can now focus on myself so I really love that and like I have been keeping up the voice memo things this past week Mm -hmm. and there's just something really cool about like literally being like hey Allison so happy Thursday (laughs) like we're talking a little podcast with yourself a little self-love podcast um I've noticed that I when I do that I'm a lot more in tune with how I'm feeling I'm not just kind of letting the day go by and just like you know letting moments pass and letting feelings just kind of like I don't really I feel like if I don't do that, I'm not as in tune with how I feel. So I think journaling is a really powerful tool to really check yourself. Um, And like you said, like it doesn't make it any more powerful. I think if anything, talking about all these feelings and what you're going through gives you your power back. 
So my last one is to let it go. And this was my overarching goal for the year to let go and let God. Um, But I think this is really powerful because let it go to protect your peace and you let go not because of the other person. Let's just say like you have some conflict with some person, but I'm not letting go because of them. I'm letting go because of myself and because I deserve to have peace and have a clear sense of mind and not be weighed down by something or someone. So I think there's just so much power in like letting go of the bitterness, the resentment, um, grudges and like replaying scenarios from the past. Like that's really draining. I think that if anything, holding on to anger and holding on to any like negative energy towards a certain person or a certain situation can just really be draining on your own mental health. So forgive, but not forget. Um, But really, you know, choosing to free yourself from the pain you've been holding on to, that I think has been a game changer in my self-love journey. I'm realizing that a lot of pain I was holding on to, um, at the end of the day, I can't change the past, but what I can do is let go of it in the present to allow myself to grow right now. I absolutely love that. All right. So what's your final learning? So my final learning is to just pamper yourself. And this kind of ties into my Sunday intention of like the self-care thing. And sometimes I think that I'm just so go, go, go with my life. And we just need to take a break at times and just spend time to ourselves And so I obviously, like we were saying before, have had a lot of free time over last (laughs) year, over break. And I really did use that time to take care of myself and especially going to the new year. This helped a lot. So I read more. I worked out a ton. I spent time alone. I watched content online that I liked and I listened to those podcasts. And obviously those are very changing for me. I just spent so much time over break. And I think the whole pampering yourself is really what changed the game for me honestly and I think I have such a good mindset this year versus other years and other times when I was in college and in high school and any time before that so this is really funny but like so I think Christina we're very into our like self-care pamper yourself sometimes pamper myself too much a little too much um (laughs) but something that I literally have no problem doing is like hanging out with someone and being like okay I need like some time to just kind of decompress on my own I'm gonna go now like don't feel bad about doing that don't feel bad about taking time um to just kind of like be with yourself like I love that and I think that for a long time especially when we're younger, we're uncomfortable being alone and like doing all those things. So I think that's a great way to be more comfortable being alone is like reading alone, working out by yourself, um, all the things you mentioned. So I love that. Definitely. So with that, we want to wrap up with our quote of the week and it's a long one. So here we go. Get ready. (laughs) Keep notes of the times that you feel you're most confident, the people who make you smile and laugh until your stomach hurts and the moments that were incredibly challenging, but you're thankful for as those moments, no matter how hard they were led to the person you are today. You see, self-love isn't about loving yourself and everything that happens to you all the time, but instead it's about truly growing through the hard stuff when they were the last thing you wanted to do. Being painfully honest with yourself is unconditional self-love. And this was by Tiffany Mule, who is a health and mindset coach. And I think this is pretty self-explanatory, but it really wraps up and um, encompasses everything that we spoke about today. 
So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sunday Glow Pod. Check out our favorites and stay up to date with all things Sunday Glow on SundayGlowPod.com. See you guys next Sunday. Bye. Bye. 